Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Father, thank you for bringing us to the house of victory, to the place of possibilities, where questions are answered, the place where solutions come, the place where direction comes to the children of God. As we have come in your presence, O God, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your laws. Open our eyes to see you, that we may see you. Open our ears, that we may hear you. Open our hearts, that we may perceive the word, the goodness, the mercy. Let miracles happen in this service, O God. Let somebody receive a breakthrough this morning, God. Let somebody receive a solution. Let somebody be healed. Let somebody receive life. Let what is hopeless now begin to gather hope and life again. Where we give up, O oh God, cause us to revive in strength and hope again. Bring hope to the hopeless, O oh God. Bring comfort to the comfortless, Lord. Everyone that hurts. And everyone that sobs, let them leave this place with a bounce in their feet and in their heart and in their body because they came into the presence and the presence affected them. Thank you that in the presence of God is fullness of joy. Fill your children with the fullness of your joy. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, help us. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6. And we're reading from verse 25. Our year of being thankful. How shall I say thanks? I shall say thanks by being a servant of God. You are studying shortly about how can I say thanks? I can say thanks by becoming a servant of God, by serving God. Is that not so? Who is a servant? We have, I think, a section of a chapter in our book, The Mega Church. That talks about who is a servant, the characteristics of a servant. But the key thing is that a servant lives to fulfill the needs and the desires of his master. True or not true? So the servant doesn't live for himself. The servant lives for his master. The servant is not seeking to do any great things for himself. The servant is seeking to do great things for his master. 
So when the servant has worked and people come around, like for example, if you take in Luke 14, um, the man who was doing the great feast and his servant organized the thing, servant went out to call the people, servant went to the highways and the byways and everything. If the people attended the party and it was so nice and every the servant had done a lot of work. But when they come, they, what, what, and they are happy, what comment do you think they will make? The man is called Mr. Danso. What comment do you think they will make? Mr. Danso is a good man. Mr. Danso has given us all this food. Mr. Danso has organized a nice party. Ah, Mr. Danso, your decor is very nice. Eh? Mr. Danso, the soup you brought us. But Mr. Danso doesn't even know how to make soup. But he has a servant who has done all these things. So a servant lives to fulfill the desires of the master. A servant does not live for himself, but he lives for his master. So if you are a servant of God, it means you serve God. It means you work for God. It means you do something for God. And somebody wants to say thank you to God. Actually, not somebody. Everybody must be able to say thank you to God by becoming a servant of God. Because God saved you. Did God save you? Were you not on your way to hell? Was your life not getting some way? By now, was complete. But now, you can come to church, you are delivered from a lot of things. The way you can say, thank you, God, for saving me, is that you engage in the things of God, and you engage in the work of God, and you do anything you can do for God. I will do anything I can do for God, because God saved me. I was a sinner going to hell, and God had mercy on me, and sent Jesus' his son to die for me. That's why I'll give my life to him. Is it not a good thing to do? Is it not a good thing to do? That's why you, how you become a servant of God. You say thank you to God for his salvation. Every one of us, whether you were a smoker or you were not a smoker, you were going to hell. Whether you were a humanizer, you were not a humanizer, you were going to hell. You were a drunkard, you were not a drunkard. Without Jesus, you were on your way to hell. So there's no distinction, there's no difference we can make between this and that and so on. So once, now bitch me a year you turn somewhere on the way. No, I say I'm bad. The worst thing that will happen to you ever on this earth is not that you didn't have money in your pocket, but that you went to hell at the end of everything. Look at our economic crisis. How everything is so hard. If after all these things, when you close your eyes on this earth, you don't arrive in a good place. And you arrive in a place where there's what? Nothing. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
after all this and all the suffering and all the crying and all the issues here, then when your eyes close and you exit from here, you surprisingly find yourself in hell. Any over there, those who give birth to children, you don't care what they do. They can do this, they can do that, they can do anything. It's a very bad thing. Because I believe the worst thing to do is to burn a child who will go to hell. Are you still here? Am I saying something bad? I don't know my name straight, straight. I'm on the shelf, sir. Yeah. Say, your child is in hell. If you are in heaven, I'm sure you have glimpses and stories. Because um, the man went to hell and he lifted up his eyes in hell. And he saw Abraham and he saw Lazarus sitting in the bosom of Abraham. So there's a kind of visual communication between heaven and hell. So you look there like that, and that's your child in the fire. Is it a great idea? No, it's not. And it is the same way you also need to save yourself from hell. And if God has had mercy on you and God has saved you, what is your response? I'll respond by lifting my hands to him like this and say that there's nothing more I have. All that I have left in me is to use the strength he has given me and the life he has given me to serve him. That's my way of saying thank you for saving me. And today... What we are looking at also is that as you serve God, God blesses you. He makes you a servant who is blessed by the master. He's not a wicked master. He blesses you. And last week, Bishop Kofi led us to study on seeking God first. Is that not so? And um, on the same thing, but stretching it a bit more. We read from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat and body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. But your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? In other words, your duty is not to think about what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. That's not it. And to be worried and disturbed about the basic things of this life. And he said that your worry and your disturbance, it doesn't add anything more to you. It rather takes everything away from you. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. 
And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Who are the little faith people? Huh? People who are thinking about what to eat, what to wear, what to sleep, what to live. They are drowned in the basic things of this life. Little faith. Who need GD? But if you have faith, listen to this. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? And what shall we drink? And wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. If you are a servant of God, God knows that you need food to eat. The master gives a servant food, true or not true. The master gives a servant a place to stay, true or not true. The master ensures that his servant is wearing clothes and the right clothes, true or not true. Make yourself a servant of God today and he will give you food to eat. He will give you where to stay. He will give you clothes to wear. As a servant cares, a master cares for his servant, so will the Lord care for you. Yes, that's what God will do for you. Then, the all-important scripture is verse 33, which is our master key. What does it say? Read it with me. One, two. And all these things shall be added unto you. So, he said, instead of worrying about this life and the issues of life and thinking and not being able to sleep and crying and all those things. There is one thing you must do. That one thing is seek ye first the kingdom of God. Look for his kingdom. The things about the kingdom. And seek his righteousness. To live to please God. To live to obey God. And to live to do the things of God. When you see these things, all the other things that the Gentiles are looking for, all the other things that the world is dying for, it will be added to your life freely. Oh, yes. And I believe and I'm sure that anybody who has been engaged in serving God and doing the work of God, well, pastors, shepherds, whatever, if you look into your life, you would see a practical demonstration of what I'm talking about, that God has somehow made a way for you through the times and the seasons, this way or the other, that way or the other. He has made things possible for you. Because if you are a servant, your master will make a way for you. Your master will make a way for you. Oh, yes. When... I was entering into full-time ministry. I called my wife. We had a, an emergency general meeting, EGM. 
And I said, look, now, this is what I'm doing full time. As I'm going to, I don't know what is going to happen. Because, you see, at that time, the church was not like this. Now, by the grace of God, the church is developed. Um, We have structures and um, things. Um, We are more institutionalized. By that time, it was just a small something, and you plant yourself into it and believe God that you go. It's like entering into a plane which is being flown by a taxi driver. So as you are going, you say, hey, look, me, I'm here. You could do London, I'm fine. You That's what I mean by that. It was just like, so you enter the thing by faith. They get it. So I said, look, anything that we eat or you spend, divide everything into two. The food, it should be half. The this electricity, half. This thing, everything, half, 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 half. So that we'll see whether we can survive. Because where I'm going or where I am, I don't know. Only God knows. Do you get it? So, yes, that's the mind. But came in, worked for God. If you have full time, you just think of what you can do, how the church can move, what else to do, things, and so on. Giving your life, your thoughts, and your time and everything to the word of God and to God's work. And God has taken care of us. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. I don't remember, but I mean, it might have been a certain way as things went on. But the important thing is that as I step in that I'm serving God with my life, God has taken care of us also. And God has been there for us. I don't remember, I don't remember whether she divided the food into two. But I don't remember being hungry at any time. And I don't remember any time that there was no food or there was no this or that. Life, life went on. Life went on. Because God will make a way for you. If you serve God, God will provide for you. He said that don't, if food and dressing and a, a drink and thing. They are the things that are on your mind all the time. There are two descriptions from the passage we read. Number one is you don't have faith. This thing, God will do it. Number two is that you are behaving like an unbeliever. Because he said that these are the things the Gentiles think about. This, they, they are looking for food, they are looking for raiment, they are looking for this, they are looking for that. But as for the Christians, what are they looking for? What? They seek first the kingdom. So the difference is that they are there 
you know, fighting for what to eat and what to wear and how to get money or how to get it. But the people who believe God, they are fighting for the kingdom. Their first point of interest is the thing of the kingdom or the things of the kingdom of God. And as they go fighting for the kingdom, working for the kingdom and doing the things of God, God will provide. He said, these things shall be added unto you. As a servant of God, may you always see the good things of this life being added to you, being given to you. It comes as bonus. bonus credit account with it. It will be given to you. Oh yes, it will be given to you. Oh yes. There are people who say, hey, Miri, I don't want to be a pastor. If you become a pastor, you'll be very hungry and you'll be very poor. It's not true. Pastors, is it true? It's not true. It's not true. Rather, when you become a pastor, that's when you have come out openly that I'm a servant of God. And what I want to do is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God comes in to add things. To you. Yes. True. So this Matthew 6.33. Is the master key to prosperity. It's master key. To prosperity. And it's something we believe. That's why when you come to our church. The commonest preaching. Is for you to position yourself. To work for God. Is that not so? You are useful. You can be used by God. You can do something for God. There's a little you can also contribute. You can save one soul. You can be a basenta leader. You can be a this. You can travel to other nations to go and preach the word. You can go and be um, a, a missionary in another place. We have young men who are, or men who are in different countries serving God because they believe and they go and they believe as they go, God blesses them. Yes, they don't go and die out of hunger. Nobody has gone out of us to a country or a town or a village and then hunger has killed the person and he has been brought back to Ghana because he's hungry, dead. No, nobody. When they go, God takes care of them. Yes. So rather, that decision that I am putting myself at the forefront of the work makes you positioned at the forefront of the provision of God. Yes. And God will bless you. God will provide for you. And it is in order to expect blessings and provisions as you serve God. Yes. If I bring you to my house to come and work for me or do something, do this, this, this for me. Won't you be expecting me to also do something, something for you? Yes. And God is better than me. God is better than any employer of yours. God is better than any master that you have. If you are working for God, God will make sure that you are okay. If you are working for God, God will make sure that you are okay. And if you are working for God, expect God. Are you listening to me? Expect God to make you okay. Expect God to make you okay. And he will make you okay. Now, so master key 
to prosperity is which one? Matthew what? Which says what? All these things. What are the distance? The car to drive, the fridge in your house, the husband to marry you, the shoe to wear, the food to eat, the green dress and the green shoes to wear. The where you sleep, you be you have houses. You choose rooms and you choose houses. Kabato sakataya. You don't believe in certain things. You choose between houses. And you choose between rooms. So when you enter this house, you are wondering which room you should be in. Whether this one or that one or that one or that. And where do I really stay? Should I stay in the house in Dansoma or the one... Uh, at airport or the one in uh, Kakasudanka number two or the one in Shipontele. Oh, I tell you. I tell you. Blessings remain. You see, if it's people who serve God and they are lazy. Lazy servants don't get blessed. Lazy servant. Yeah. They don't get blessed. You say, I'm there. I want to work for God. I'm a shepherd. I am this. But we are lazy. And we are disobedient. Laziness doesn't help at all. Laziness means that you never complete what is given to you to do. You don't tackle it with diligence. Those who work hard, they always get extra things from their master. Oh, yes. Master will just bless you, keke. If everybody is being paid this, they will pay everybody like that and they will bless you more. But a lazy person will not be called, say, Charlie, for your laziness, get this reward. So rise up from laziness. All right? Rise up and believe God. Like we talk about building in the church. Those who believe, they do it. And people are building, people are about to move into their houses. And so on. But those who don't believe, they are there. And you ask yourself the question, look at me, how can I? How can I build? There's nobody who, if you look at how can I, they, they can build. Eh? If you look at the how can I, how, how can I? You cannot. You cannot. I, we know you work and we know how much you earn. So how can I? You can't. So sit down. Yes. But those who believe, they rise up with whatever they have and whatever they don't have and they, they are doing something. And before you know, it is working. That's how building is. That's how the Bible says that 
by wisdom a house is builded. It's by wisdom. It's not by where you work. And it's not by how much you have because you can never have the how much to build a house. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? You can never have the how much. Maybe what's the right English to speak? You understand eh? Oh, you cry. I didn't go to a good school. What school did you attend? I went to me most school in the crap for the. Oh, school If it was Akoma, she would have said that I went to Akoma. Okambrofo. Maybe it's Christian Methodist or something. We walk by faith, not by sight. You have built a house. You are living in your house. By the grace of God. With who? Your wife, whose birthday was last week. Yeah. Just stay there and be there. Because it's by wisdom, not by money. You want to see money before you build? He never gonna see that money, and he never gonna build. Yes. Yeah, if you build a house, people will say you are a thief, and it is true. Because if you are asked to account for the house that you have built, you cannot account for it. No. I'm speaking practically. Yes. I've built a house. If you come, you say that I can't wait. We are sorry, scanner. They are considering. Feel free. Feel free. And say, and I'll not come to say it's not true to challenge you or something because I can't explain that in myself. So, whatever you think, that is it. You can even think that I went to steal your treasury bills from the uh, Bank of Ghana and I'm in the BC. Haircut, no. <laughs> they can give any explanation to it. Yes, because if you should explain, that's why it is by wisdom. It's by wisdom. And you can do. So I'm saying that as we are talking about God blessing his servant, it also takes a certain response from us. Certain response from you. In terms of your faith. In terms of the application of the knowledge that he gives you and in terms of obedience, and in terms of whatever. Do you see? Very good. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that people are looking for shall be given to you freely, freely, freely. There's a lady, as you are serving God, people are painting their face, and learning new ways of walking 
to get a beloved, you get a beloved freely for serving God. Say amen. Let us say amen. Yeah. You don't have to go and paint colors and pretend anything. But as you are serving God, God will provide for you and God will give you freely. It will be added. It's an addition for you. In Second um, Chronicles chapter 26, look at verse 5. Very good. Second Chronicles 26, 5. I beg somebody on the screen to help me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come well. Verse 1. Start from verse 1. Yeah. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. And he built Eliot and restored. And verse 3. Um, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to really reign for 42 years in Jerusalem, verse 4. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. He did the right things. Is that not so? But look at verse 5, how he managed to do the right things. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Everybody must have a Zachariah in your life who is leading you and helping you to know God and to serve God. Look at your neighbor's eyes and ask the person, who is your Zachariah? He has Zachariah. And Zachariah guided, guided him to know God and to serve God. And look at what happened as he served God. He became a servant of God. What happened? And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Zachariah prospered because... He was seeking God. He became a servant of God. He was putting the things of God first in his life before his own things. He didn't seek after how to become very great and how to conquer all the people and how to do great things around. What he was concerned about was how to serve God first. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Anybody who is a servant of God, you are saying thank you to God by becoming a servant of God, this scripture will apply to your life. This is your scripture. I said this is your scripture. Unless you don't believe, even if you don't believe, I'm trying to enforce it on you that as long as you serve God, God will make you prosper. It is God who brings prosperity and the service to God and making yourself a servant of God brings prosperity into your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. 
Oh, yes. It does not take anything away from you. Because we hear Juma was sorry. We have a center leader. We have a center leader. You sing in the choir. You do this. Oh, any year, sorry, Juma. Any cry, sorry, kiss and things. Because of that, into what they as poor as a church mouse. Have you seen poor as church mouse in the Bible before? The people who stay in the house are the people who benefit from God. Yeah. The people in the house are the people who benefit from God. Some is it Psalm 16 verse 11? It's a verse. Kabato kashikatayandal. I'm showing you that if you are saying thank you to God by becoming a servant of God, the response is blessings. The response is prosperity. The response is provision. The response is food to eat. The response is choice. You have choices. You see, food can also be something that this is it. it this is, have you been at a time in your life or somewhere that you didn't like the food but you had to eat? Has it happened to you before? Yes. But say, a choice. my instruction for the food to be done the way you like. It's so unfortunate. I mean, I used to like food a lot when I was young. I thought food was the most pleasant thing in this world. I remember my mother making a comment one day. She said, like, you have to be free. I looked at her and said, what are you saying? Because for me, the best thing in the world was food. If there's no food, then there's no point in coming here. That's my, the point I was making to my mother to understand that. But now, I have choices. I can choose this. I can, choose, I can eat like this if I want to. Heap, whether it's rice or yam. Until I've cleared it and said, Ah, son, I need patch at the energy. He said, But this is the time also that the food doesn't even mean much. You can't eat. You can't even eat. No. Can't even eat. Small one. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Or how? Yeah. You serve God, God will bless you. And Uzziah sought the Lord God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. It will be good for you. Your life will turn out good. I said your life will turn out good. Any young person, when you're serious, that's all I'm trying to say. When you're serious, now when you're serious, 
we lazy we une nam ho utwa corner fast bone na we we ase jimi o wa jimu mayao anya na meka jimi nkwa emwa but we ye we ye fu kuma mo de the natural response is that God, or rather the supernatural response, is that God will lift you up and God will lift, make you great. Nobody serves God and go empty. I wish I would make that point before we go. Is it the verse I'm looking for? Psalm 16, verse 11. What does it say? Thou will show me the path of righteousness, the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Do you like it? In thy pre- when you are in the presence of God, fullness of joy. So those of you who don't have joy in your life, it shows you are very far from God. Get closer to God. Stay in the presence. Stay where God is. By prayer, by quiet time, by Worship by everything you are. You stay in the presence. And what do you get from there? Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Your joy is made full. And you have. And toasting. And at thy right hand. Pleasures. You love pleasures. Yes. Pleasures. 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 Forevermore. Number three. Let's look at the example of, we have seen Uzziah. Do you like Uzziah? Now, let me read the final thing about Uzziah that will happen to you, verse 15. And he made, so when you read this Chronicles 26, it gives you all the great things that God Bless Uzziah to do, or bless Uzziah with. But I want to show you the very last one. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Marvelously helped. Why was he helped? He was helped because he became a servant of God. Some of the kings, when they come, they are very bad people. And their badness is that they lead the people to serve other gods. And God is not interested in them. God is not happy with them. He takes them into captivity. He will make their enemies overcome them and beat them. And they become servitudes to them and things. But this man, Uzziah, who came in to serve God, he received help. God gave him help. Every servant of God, God will give you help. In your time of need, where you need any kind of help, God will provide that help for you. Say amen. Say amen. God will give you the help you need in life. How many need some help in your life? 
Everybody needs some kind of help. And we all get some critical time that you need somebody to step in and give you a hand. God will bring that person in. Because we see it with Uzziah that as he served God and became a king who was serving God, one of the great things God did for him was to give him help. You receive help. Yes. I, in my work, God has given me help. Yes. If you see all the pastors sitting here, they are very great help and great support. Yes, that God has given. I say God because they are not my children. I didn't give birth to them. And they are not my brothers. Uh, like a blood brother said, I called them from my house. Look, I want to be a pastor, so let's go. And then they all followed me. That's why they are sitting in front here. I met them on the way. God brought them my way to help as we moved on. And some of them came by strange means. Some of them, they came chasing a girl in the church. And today they are one of the main solid guys around in the church. Working, moving Doing things, making things happen. May you never stand alone at the time that you need help. May God provide help. You see, watch. Watch. Your life, you yourself, what you can do for your life, it will only take you to this level. But for you to get up there, it is help that will take you there. No, 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 no. Only help will take you up there. But you, yourself, you can do it up to this point. In every, everything. Yes. But when you get the right type of help, you become great. That's why the Bible says that he made in Jerusalem engines. Do you think he was an engineer? No. <laughs> but he made engines as a king. Invented by cunning men. So you show you, he had help. Cunning men who were making engines to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks and to shoot arrows and great stones withal. So when they are fighting enemies who are throwing stones, they have engines casting the stones. How can you be defeated? And it's a help that God is giving you. And his name spread far abroad. For he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Why did his name spread? Because he had helpers. May God give you helpers who will make your name spread abroad and go far. And who will make you strong in what you are doing. If you are not married, you marry somebody who will help you. Every man, your wife is your help. A help that is made for you. Not your boxing opponent. Or opposition leader in the other political party without a speaker. That's what they sell in the house, yes. There's no speaker, and there are two parties. But God gives you help. If you're a woman, you marry a man who will take you far. And if you are married, your husband, a servant of God, is taking you far. Already see your life. Are you not better? Ah. Number three. 
Seeking the Lord first was the master key for King David. Psalm 34 verse 8. It, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his sins. For there is no want to them that fear him. There's no what? What does it mean? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is that not so? Those who fear God, there's no want. They don't have any need. You will have no need in your life. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's also scripture. Hmm. Oh, where am I? Yes, fear the Lord for his sins, for there is no one to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that serve the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that seek the Lord first shall not want any good thing. They that are the servants of God shall not want any good thing. You shall not want. You shall not want. Your needs are provided. Your needs will be provided. He said that, why do you think about this thing? Your heavenly father knows that you have need of them. Before you... No, there are some needs. You don't even have to come and ask your father. Is that not so? You are staying with your father. You don't have to come and say, Father, no, even your father should be angry with you for that question. But many of us, as we are there, we are thinking, say, what will I eat tomorrow? Your father knows that you have need of them. Serve God. Seek God first. And he knows that you need food to eat tomorrow. Today you have eaten. Go and sleep and relax. And believe God. Because your father knows that you, are, you have need of food tomorrow. Have I said you should be lazy? Yeah, it's like we have eaten today, we've gone to work, so tomorrow don't go to work. Your father will provide. Is that what I said? I never said that. Yes, but I'm talking about believing God. Your father knows that you need. You don't ask your father for certain things. You don't even ask your father for school fees. Maybe you are just reminding him. No, Nimsi, baby, school fees, yeah. I was saying in the other service that in my case, Sometimes it becomes a fight between me and the student. Do you see? Because I know that they have to pay fees. What are you supposed to pay? When are you supposed to pay? How do you pay now? There are different methods of paying. How do you have a no so I bet yeah, case that will be on now. You can ask my wife. Okay, so do this, then you won't do. Then do this, then you won't do. I am the one, the person, do I have a need? Do I have any school fees to if I don't pay fees? What will happen to me if I don't pay fees? Nothing. But the person who needs the thing, no, I am, I'm me, the father, I'm the one chasing and fighting. I know he needs it. And I know that it has to be done. Even if he's not serious and he doesn't think it should be done. I mean, the father, my boy needs this thing. And whatever it is, it should be done. That's how God sees you also. 
Sometimes you don't even know what you need. And maybe why this school fee, which is so important, is outstanding, it has to be done. You can even come and ask for some other auxiliary need. Like the way you pray. When you pray some of your prayers, God gets excited about it. Say, ah, into Rather, no, you are asking for this. I will not say that thing that you are saying. So as somebody will say that when I'm preaching, I'm insulting. I will not say what you said. So he said, They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. What is a good thing? What is a good thing in your life? Think of some good things in your life. Things that when you have them, you say, this is a good thing, this is a good thing. They that seek the Lord, what you think in your mind as a good thing, they shall never lack it. They will always have it. They will always have what is good for themselves. They will have it. They will have it. We are servant of God. Hey, Sunday, After this, this meeting, this meeting, we are making visitation. say, But Yes, they that seek the Lord shall not lack anything good. They that seek the Lord shall not lack anything good. Have you noted that scripture? Note it in your Bible, write it somewhere. It might be a prayer that you pray. A prayer of declaration for yourself that when you see that, look, I need this, I need, I don't know how to get this. Look, God, my God shall supply all my needs. And they that seek the Lord, they shall not lack anything good. Never. Say never, never. Never, never, never. never, never. So this is David. David um, says that when a servant of God, you are blessed with every good thing. And you are blessed with every good thing. Number four, seeking first is the master key to great rewards. Hebrews 11.6, so must know scripture. Wow. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. That he that cometh to God might believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, not them that lazily walk around him. I want to make that distinction because people also think that when you're preaching, you say this, 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 but many times the reason why certain things may not go the way it is written in the Bible is that we did it. Apply it properly. But he's the rewarder of who? That do what? Diligent. What does it mean diligently? 
What does the other version say? Diligently. What does the other version say? Diligence. The opposite of diligence is what? Is what? What's the opposite of diligence? Where are the GSS graduates? Any English language move? Who is a GSS graduate here? Who? Who? Malizi. Na nyo na ofi secondary school ba eh wo mechre na wo na be bobo nkrofu di The opposite of diligence is laziness slothfulness Yes What does the other version say You don't have it Okay NLT it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely, that's the word that is used, sincerely seek him. As you seek God, he will reward you. God is a rewarder. I said God is a rewarder. I said God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. And God will reward you. All your effort and your work, your basenta effort and your organization effort, your giving money to bring people to church and buying shoes for them to wear so they can come to church and they swerving you because some of them you give them the shirt, then the following week you don't see them again. That day none in Sakaina no Omba. Yes. You give them when we're doing um, online service during the lockdown, some people, they bought phones and gave them so that they and their friends can join the service and they, they took the phones and ran away. And you buy them data for their phone and they use it to do Facebook and other things and they will not join the service. All these things, God sees and God will reward you. God sees and God will reward you. Your work, your hard work that you do, God sees and God will reward you. The visitation in the areas, you are visiting this and encouraging them and binding up the brokenhearted and healing them that are broken and oppressed and praying for them and encouraging them and making them stand. God sees and God will reward you. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Whatever you do for God as a servant of God, do it more and more and more and more and more. More, 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 more. Because now you know that there's a reward and the rewarder is God. God is not a 419 man. Yes. If he sees your reward, he will reward you. Yes. And God is a rewarder. Finally, and expect rewards. I'm still on the reward. There's nothing wrong with expecting God's blessing as you serve God. If you go and work somewhere at the end of the month, you expect to be paid. When you work for God at any time, expect that blessings are coming. I'm a blessed person. Yes. I'm a blessed person. And God's reward is coming to me. 
you have faith for that and you are believing for it. There's nothing wrong. It's like, oh, I mean, says, yeah, I'm serving God. Oh, I'm even full-time pastor. So me, my own is a, 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 as poor as a church mouse. There's nothing like that in the Bible. But rather what I see in the Bible is God's reward, that God will reward you. God will make sure that it is well with you. Amen. Yes, God will make sure it is well with you. Amen. It is never a waste of time. That's what the last point I'm making here. See, number five is seeking the Lord first will never be in vain. It will never be in vain. Your work is never in vain. Isaiah forty-five nineteen. I have not spoken in secret. In a dark place of the earth, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. See, I, I didn't say seek me in vain. God says that he didn't tell you that you should seek him in vain. If it's not in vain, then it's what? It's for a reward. It's for a blessing. It's for a benefit. When you serve God, it is for your reward. It's for your blessing. It's for your benefit. Yes. No one serves God in vain. To serve in vain is to waste your time. But when you are serving, you are never wasting your time. To serve in vain is to do an activity that is to no purpose. To serve in vain is to serve without having and seeing the desired outcome. Do not think of God in a bad way. Do not think of him as someone who will leave you penniless at the end of all your hard work. You will not serve God in vain. To serve in vain is to engage in a fruitless, worthless, and useless activity. Serving God cannot and will never be fruitless, worthless, and useless activity. You will be glad you serve the Lord. He has not asked the seed of Jacob to serve him in vain. And God has not asked you to serve him in vain. Mm. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Because all things shall be added to those who seek him first. And your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Uh, which verse is that? First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Let's read it. Put it there. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Maybe. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in what? In the word. In the word. The work of the Lord. The work of the Lord. Always abound. That means do more. There's any work, do more. And there's work, do more. Abound. More. More. More of it. It's never enough. It's never too much. More. Do more. Why? Print the scripture. Why? Why? Because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
It is never in vain. Anything you do is never in vain. Your diligence, your time, your effort, your money, whatever you give is never in vain. Because God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Arise. Okay. Lift your hands and just pray that you too, me too, Lord, make me a servant too. I see how you are blessing the servant, but I want to be a servant of God. I want to be part of the people who serve you and the people for you and the people who are engaged and busy and are doing something. Yes, maybe you should pray for yourself. I see people busy, but I don't know how to engage myself. Lord, show me how to be engaged. Or you have something, you are supposed to be busy in it, but somehow... You don't manage it and you don't give yourself to it. But to be a true servant, a true worshiper, a true worker, a true... I mean, somebody, that's when all these blessings will come to you and all these blessings will be yours. Pray that you will also be a servant of God and all these things shall be yours. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Pray that you seek God the right way and God will make you prosper. Pray that you also be like David. That you shall not want any good thing. As I serve God, I shall not want any good thing. God will send people to help me. God will send people to provide. God will send people to aid. Anytime I'm in need, the help of God will come in that way. I would never lack anything. Remember that he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Grant me the grace to be diligent in seeking my God and in following my God and in worshiping my God and with that diligence that. I can get my reward. You will never lose your reward. Because serving God is never in vain. It's not 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 in vain. Oh God, let somebody's testimony now become real to them that as they serve you, as they gave their life to you, as they followed you, your blessing has been so clear, so abundant upon their lives. The reward has been so immense upon their lives. There's no debate about it that God has helped and God has blessed because they served him. We thank you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody wants to give your life to Jesus. You are not born again. You want to be born again. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to, the first step is to give your life to Jesus. And then you become a servant of Jesus. If you don't belong to him, you cannot serve him. But you have to belong to him first. Every eye closed in the presence of God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Me pese me de me home ready. Me pese Jesus Christ so bet trauma bra bomo no sacra me. No true me din won kwa home me. Me say na be ya me nko hell, na me ko heaven. Open
Lift up your hand like this. I want to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. It's a moment, a very important moment now that you see Jesus and Jesus will help you in your life. You need Jesus. Lift up that right hand. What mount as well? Come to the front here. Come, come to Jesus. Somebody, I need Jesus. I want Jesus to come into my heart. Come, come all the way for Jesus. All the way for Jesus. Jesus will do you good. 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 Thank you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Write my name in the book of life. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari dash DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International dash HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.